Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. Follow us on the socials at nomcastpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you. No, you're gross. You know you're gross. I don't see, I don't. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's not what we do here on FC. That's what I do. <laughs> adjusting himself in his car with the lights on. He doesn't yeah. even turn the light off in his car. Uh, Gremlins too. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. Ah, <laughs> uh, dads, gotta love him. What have I done? What have I done? Hi, I'm Mike Field. And I'm Mike Bowler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that, for a variety of reasons, was forgotten by audiences. Whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we love about the movie, or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate and review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast right now. It was very calm, cool, and collected. I was uh, trying to be. Right I was there. trying to be nice and you know corporatized. <laughs> Is that a word? That's not a word. But I was trying to be like corporate. So Are we yeah. going corporate now? Should I have wore a tie to this? Oh, well, I don't know if you <laughs> noticed, but we were, we were announcing the Disney investor pitch video. That came. Oh, we're <laughs> <laughs> we were not. But, uh, but, but hey, but that's okay. We can Forgotten Cinema Plus <laughs> <laughs> for only five ninety nine a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have come here because you want to learn about what we thought of. I love you to death. Mike, what's it about? Joey Boca works with Rosalie in their pizza park. She is convinced that he works all of the time for them and her world does. does oh, what? Oh, man. I thought you said you liked this one. I you looked like at this like, oh, finally a good yeah. one. Yeah. And on. I was a little disappointed because I thought you were going to talk in an Italian afflicted accent. Let me re let me re go. Hold on. <laughs> Joey Boca works with Rosalie in their pizza park. She's convinced he works all of the time for them and their world dissolves when she finds out he's been fooling around for years. Being Catholic, the voice is out of the question, so she, her mother, and her best friends decided to kill him. Hopelessly incompetent as killers, they hire incompetent professionals as they beat, poison, and shoot Joey, who remains oblivious to their attempts. Uh, feel, oh, why don't you go, 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 go get him something to eat? You want some chips, some crackers? Uh, go, go make some coffee. Uh, you are now being canceled. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I part Italian. To- it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I Love You to Death was released on Friday, April 6th, 1990. 
uh, 30 years ago. Where's this 30th anniversary uh, edition? At a runtime of 97 minutes, rated R. I could not find the production budget for the life of me, so I guess we're just going to pretend it didn't have one. Opening weekend, it did $4 million. <laughs> Domestic and worldwide are the same. It did $16 million. Uh, distributed by TriStar Pictures. Now, this movie came out on the 6th, I said. It also it came up against Ernest Goes to Jail, the ever-classic Ernest Goes to Jail, The First Power with uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, which I have seen, and Cry Baby uh, with Johnny Depp, the John Waters film. Also, in a little bit of release that weekend, you had The Cook, The Wife, His Thief, and Her Lover. Did you ever see that movie? I have never seen any of them. Uh, no, I, I saw Cryberry. I'm sorry. I you, saw Crybaby, and I didn't see any of the other You never seen Ernest Goes to Jail? No, that's the one Ernest I don't think I've ever seen. Interesting, interesting. Uh, you also had on the 13th, the week after, you had Crazy People. That's with Dudley Moore and Daryl Hannah. And in a limited release, The Gods Must Be Crazy Part 2, not Part 1. I've only seen Part 1, yes. Uh, the week before, the 30th of March, I know you saw this movie, Mr. Butler. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came Hell out. Hell yeah, I saw this movie. <laughs> All right, enough. Uh, yeah. That's a good movie, man. Come on. It's have you actually seen it? Uh very very long time ago. It's it's it actually still holds up and the story's actually it's 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 good. Maybe we'll make that a movie watch night. Uh don't don't do that. Yes. You don't want that. I do. Want you that. don't want that. I do you want don't that. want none of this smoke, I Butler. That. I want that. <laughs> I want you to watch a, a young Sam Rockwell sell cigarettes to kids. <laughs> uh, you also had Opportunity Knox, which is the Dana Carvey movie, and Nuns on the Run. I believe it's Eric Idle, and I'm blanking on the other person that's in that. Uh, that was the 30th. I also wanted to throw in here that on the 23rd, you had Pretty Woman and House Party, which is an episode we did, Butler. That's right. That's season two. That is season two. I think it's either the second or third episode of season two, because the yeah. first one was The Shadow. Might have been the second episode. We still got to do the Jammy Jam. Well, I don't know if House Party 2 is a forgotten <laughs> cinema. I do like House Party 2, but I don't know if it's a forgotten cinema movie. <laughs> uh, so this movie was directed by Lawrence Kasdan. He has nominated for an Oscar for writing for The Big Chill. He also was nominated for writing and producing for The Accidental Tourist. He's nominated for writing for Grand Canyon. He's done Silverado, Wyatt Earp, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, no, that's not what I was looking for. Empire yes. Strikes Back? No. I was Solo? Looking... <laughs> no. The Force Awakens? No. Would you just stop for a second? He did Dreamcatcher, which we did in our first season. That's what I was, I was trying to make a forgotten cinema link here. But you oh, didn't like Dreamcatcher. I thought you were going to go I was a, making thought for sure you were going to go with Raiders. And a link to another show. <laughs> uh, another episode. So we can, people that listen to this episode will be like, I like these guys. Oh, I like Dreamcatcher. Let me go check that out. But now you screwed it up. If you like our other episodes, you can find out the links on the top <laughs> and bottom. Oh, wait, this is YouTube. <laughs> uh, written by John Costmayer or Meyer. Uh, he has pretty much just done TV shows, episodes for TV shows like Sidekicks, The Four Seasons, and Simon and Simon. Cinematography by Owen Roisman. Uh, he is nominated for an Oscar for cinematography in the movies The French Connection, The Exorcist, Network, Tootsie, and Wyatt Earp. He's also done a movie that we did, Three Days of the Condor, and Taps. So pretty respected in this field. Composer by James Horner. He won an Oscar for score and song in Titanic. He was nominated for Avatar, House of Santa Fog. He also was nominated for Beautiful Mind, Braveheart, Apollo 13, Field of Dreams, and Aliens. Awesome dude. Unfortunately, passed away five years ago. I believe he passed away in a plane accident right i believe crash? so yeah too bad produced by jeffrey lurie and ron moeller now lurie has produced vi warshowski but for sports fans out there he is the owner of the philadelphia eagles football team and ron moeller uh produced bachelor party and the endless summer too have you ever seen the endless summer butler i know of it but i've never no, seen it no it's okay uh edited by ann <laughs> coates or ann v coates she won an oscar for lawrence of arabia She's also nominated for Out of Sight, In the Line of Fire, The Elephant Man, and Beckett. She passed away two years ago, 2018. So you had Kevin Klein as Joey Boca. 
Uh, he won an Oscar for A Fish Called Wanda. He's also in Soap Dish, Chaplin, In-N-Out, and Silverado. Tracy Ullman as Rosalie. This is her feature film debut. She is most notably on The Tracy Ullman Show, which is actually more famous for what, Butler? Bringing the Simpsons to light. Correct. Uh, she's in Bullets Over Broadway and Small Time Crooks. Joan Plowright as Nadia. She was nominated for an Oscar for Enchanted April. She's also in the movie Revolution, Butler, with Oh, is she? <laughs> oh, yeah. She's in Tea with Mussolini and the Scarlet Letter. She's big on the stage. Uh, River Phoenix uh, it plays Devo. He's nominated for an Oscar for Running on Empty. He's in My Own Private Idaho, Sneakers. He's also Young Indiana Jones in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Sneakers is an episode we did. Running on uh, Empty is on our list. It is on our list, That's yes. a movie Elise wants us to do. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. We were just doing movies that Elise wants us to do now? Oh, I, I, think I we, see how this works. I don't think we've done I any of our <laughs> William Hurt as Harlan. He won an Oscar for Kiss of a Spider Woman. He was nominated for History of Violence, which is an awesome film. Children of a Lesser God, Broadcast News, and he's in the TV show Goliath. Keanu Reeves as Marlon. He's so good. <laughs> Everyone knows who Keanu Reeves is. For those who don't know, he's done earlier stuff. He was in Parenthood, River's Edge, and Something's Gotta Give. Also, My Own Private Idaho with River Phoenix. They actually were very good friends. James Gammon as Lieutenant Schooner. Uh, he's the manager in Major League One and Two. He's also in Voice in the Iron Giant and Urban Cowboy. Those are pretty much the mains. Then I have some kind of small parts that I wanted just to put a shout out to because then you'd see them like Victoria Jackson plays Lacey. She was on SNL, obviously. She's in UHF and Casual Sex. A young Heather Graham as Bridget. Yeah, she's in Boogie Nights, Hangover, Lessons to Drive. And then John Billingsley's in this butler. What's he do? Oh, well, he plays... Dr. Flox on Star Trek Enterprise. Almost, almost lost that out there. It's been, it's been a while since I've seen Enterprise. So real quick to give you an idea about this movie. I have seen this movie quite a while ago. I actually, when I saw this movie back in the day, I love this movie. Like I always, I just laugh constantly because there's so many lines that I like, but I know Butler never saw it. And I know this is my second go around at it. So obviously there's, it's a different reaction I have, but I still enjoy it. Nice. But what did you think? Well, I thought I never saw this movie. Oh, and then yeah. I started watching it and I realized about a quarter of the way through, I did watch this movie flipping between channels one time. Okay. So there are scenes I don't remember or like I never saw, but I had come, I kept watching something and going back to this because there are scenes like, oh, I remember that. I don't remember that. I remember that. I don't remember that. So I had seen some of this. Okay. So I liked it enough to watch some scenes, probably <laughs> Kevin Klein playing, playing Joey because he's just awesome as Joey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but- I like this movie. I don't think it's necessarily as laugh out loud funny. There are some parts that are, are laugh yeah. out loud funny there. Like you said, some of the lines are like really good. Yeah. Uh, but well, which I'm sure this podcast episode will devolve into us just doing lines at each other. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, mostly this movie made me want uh, not spaghetti and meatballs. I'm not a spaghetti guy, <laughs> but I did want pasta and meatballs real bad. <laughs> and uh, the overall tone of the movie is like I always say, I don't like awkward. Yeah. But this movie is awkward in a really funny way. like a kind of spoofy kind of way that I, I love every scene. Every scene is fun to watch because of how awkward and uncomfortable everybody is with doing this task that they chose to do to begin with. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's a really bizarre, awesome romantic comedy, I guess in a way. Well, it's, it's really, yeah. it's really interesting. What, I mean, I'm sure you knew this, but maybe some people don't know this is actually based on a true story. Oh yeah. Well, they yeah. make that apparent at the very beginning. Well, yeah, but you know, sometimes like with like the movie Fargo, that's all BS they put in the beginning and now they have it on the beginning of every uh, uh, season. Like, you know, the, the what you're seeing is true, but you know, the names have been changed. Yeah. Right, right. This actually happened in uh, Allentown, Pennsylvania. Guys, Francis Toto and his wife tried to, he was constant cheater, serial cheater and his wife. Uh, I'm sorry. The wife is Francis Toto. The husband's Alan Toto. And she tried to kill him. Like she poised, she 
basically gave him sleeping pills. Not like the way in this movie, but her and her friends tried to kill him over the span of like a, a eight days or something like that. <laughs> and they couldn't do it. And then he figured it out. She went to jail for four years after when she got out. He took her back. He stopped cheating. He was like, he, he got, it wasn't a pizza place. He was running something else. And like, it, but it's like the same thing. And they actually got money for this, this movie. To buy the rest story. Of the yeah. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. I actually remember when this came out, like I was like, this is I remember vaguely remember that uh, the case, I vaguely remember like hearing about it. And then when the movie came out, I was like, oh, interesting. But yeah, this is uh, this is one of the movies that like I, when you when you when I first saw you today, I did the Monopoly line. <laughs> Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, I like when you know, I just there's just tons of lines in this movie. And one of the things that I thought was extremely accurate was when they go to the pizza place and they're showing the pictures on the wall and, it goes <laughs> the to, and, and he goes to like from JFK to the Pope, to Jesus, Mary Joseph to Sinatra. That's a hundred percent accurate in any Italian restaurant and any Italian home that that is what that's like. And the reason why I know that is because I'm half Italian. So I've experienced quite a bit of that. The same old, the old frames, the gold, yeah, the fake gold plated. Frames absolutely. Absolutely. Like this, this was shot in Tacoma. This, 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 this story took place in Tacoma, Washington, and they actually shot on location. But obviously, the original story was in Pennsylvania. But still, it's still the kind of same, I guess, blue-collar feel to the town. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I thought that was good. So this is the first movie that Lawrence Kasdan directed that he did not write. So this is one that he read the script, and then he did it. So when he got together with the cinematographer... They wanted to shoot this movie as dark as possible because they did not want this movie. Although it's a comedy, they didn't want it to, it's obviously a dark comedy. Right. So they didn't want it to be bright. They wanted it to be dark. And I guess Kasdan prefers the richness of low key and realistic lighting. Now, I don't know if we're watching an old print. I don't know. Like, you know, because we're watching a film. We're not right. really watching something that's been digit, you know, digitally HD. Uh, like, yeah. right, right. So how did, did you feel that that came through in terms of the image? I it's not like it's a dark picture. It's it's not like everything is like, oh, it's so much dark. But it does ground it in a realism, I think, more than like, oh, we're watching a dark. It's not like dark, like Death to Smoochie. It's filmed in a way where there's lots of darkness within each frame. Yeah. This is not like that. This is just, it's it's real. It, it's got this grittiness to it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to use the word plain, but not in a bad way. You know, the look of like the characters and the look of the, of the movie itself. Right. It's very simple, plain, but not in a negative light. Yes. Right. It grounds you in this realism. Like you're watching a true story. It's not like, like I love the living room is just lit by those, the desk lamps and stuff. I'm sure there's extra lighting, but sure, it yeah, looks like you. there's, you know, it's just lit by the lamps in the room. The dining room is dark behind him when he's, try he's shining his shoes and stuff. And the kitchen is just that one overhead light. Mm -hmm. uh, which I really enjoy that kind of of lighting, especially in a house that looks like a real house, like a tight suburban, you know, middle class blue collar house. Right, right. So the costume designer on this, uh, uh, Aggie Rogers, dressed each person, each character differently to, to reflect their background. So like Rosalie, which is Tracy Ullman's character, she is a she's dressed for comfort rather than style. Mm -hmm. So like a, a small town working class mother who who's opted for comfort. Uh, Boca, Kevin Klein's character, you know, after he's not, this is obviously not when he's wearing the pizza apron. Yeah. He tucks his apron into his pants. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> he, he dresses like he's going to go out in the town. Like he's going to a club. Like he's an extrovert, like right. he's a boy, an extrovert, you know, Naja, who is the mother, who's uh, Rosalie's mom. Uh, she, her outfit is supposed to look like she collected from thrift shops and stuff like that. Oh yeah. She's somebody who can, you know, puts the car together like when they're at the rest when they're at the restaurant 
I rebuilt the carpet. Who does that? What woman does that? That's not yeah, a, it's, it's not a woman yeah. job. Come on. And then you had uh, Devo, River Phoenix's character, who loves obviously uh, the 1960s and the hippie movement. He's wearing a lot of clothes, like hippie clothes that they say, and jewelry. And then <laughs> the one note they have that I read, they have Harlan and Marlon, which is William Hurt and Keanu Reeves. Like their outfits defy explanation. They, it's almost <laughs> like they just kind of gave them just wear whatever. We're just it can't match. I love Keanu Reeves' hair. <laughs> his hair, his t- he, his I did it myself haircut is just awesome. With yeah. a buzz cut, is just going one way, like. He must have hated going. He must have wore a hat the whole time. Every time he went to a store or something while he was filming this movie. <laughs> I just like the fact when like when they, they talk to each other, they they whisper. They make no sense, but but they they understand each other to the point when he's like, "What's his name?" You know, he's like, "Yeah, right." Like it's like they have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> he's the guy. Look at when they get out, when they get out of the cab to go to the house. They're, they're walking the other way. To nothing but darkness. And he's like, well, guys, like, where are you going? <laughs> so obviously, you know that you noticed Phoebe Cates in this movie, right? You didn't notice she, Phoebe she's Cates in the club. Movie? Yeah. Well, that, yeah. 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 So that's Klein's. They were married. And he asked as a favor to her the cameo in this. So she's, but it's uncredited. So yes, he's the woman that he picks up with. Yeah. Yeah. With the German Shepherd. Yeah. I'm Italian. It's a German, it's shepherd. A German it's shepherd. shepherd, right? He's not going to enjoy this. <laughs> it's going to be awkward for him. <laughs> But so now I'm going to see, let's see about if you know your film history. She was, she shot this when she was filming another movie. So her haircut is very similar to this other movie that she's filming. And number one, I'll give you a hint. Number one, do you know what the movie is? But I'll give you the hint. It's not a good movie. Not a good movie. That Phoebe Cates was in. And it's not Gremlins 2. <laughs> uh, Gremlins 2. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. <laughs> I have no idea. It's Drop Dead Fred. She was ah, shooting Drop Dead Fred at the same time. That's really that old? Yeah. I think Drop Dead Fred was like 92. Well, maybe it got released in 92, but they were shooting because it probably was so bad that, that they, they didn't want to release it. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize this, but Joan Plowright was married to Laurence Olivier. Oh, I read that too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. She was his, uh, she left her husband for him. Yeah. But I like her quote about like um, geniuses. She has a quote about geniuses about, you know. When you're living with a genius, you have to accept their demons. Yeah. And you just have to push through it. Well, he was, uh, he passed away right after production to the point where they were shooting on the set and she found out that he was deathly ill. She had to finish up. She just shot everything in one day and then she flew out. She left the set to go be oh, with him right. and then he passed away, which is, that's, that's obviously not, not good. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I did not know that as she was uh, married to him. So, you know, I guess that's not a really a fun fact, but a fact. <laughs> a fact. <laughs> Why don't you tell me some moments that really jumped out of you in the movie? Because this this is more of a this episode is probably more of a not a review, but just more viewing notes than facts. Because a lot of the facts are not. It's just simple. It's not yeah. a simple. It's a it's a comedy. It's it's tough when you get like well, it's just like a super classic comedy to get a lot of notes on. I got like you. Well, what's what's something that what were the stuff that that made you laugh out loud? How about that? Because you mentioned that there were only some parts. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of the lines, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Keanu Reeves and William Hurt's lines are all the dialogue about Reggie Watts. All we need to do is Reggie, read these Reggie, Reggie, <laughs> how many home runs he hit? And then Merle's just like, wait, is he Merle? Who? No, Marlon. And, no, Marlon and Marlon, Harlan, right? Harlan. He's, Keanu Reeves is Harlan. No, Keanu Reeves is Marlon. Marlon. <laughs> so Marlon's like, Marlon's like, uh, I don't, I don't know, a lot. <laughs> like, before you know. And they're like, Reggie, and then River Phoenix downstairs, Devo goes, they want to listen to reggae music. <laughs> Clearly. Can you hear them? 
Uh, I also like right after Joey gets attacked by the first hitman who fails. Yeah. And the cops ask him, what did he look like? Yeah, he, he looked like Abraham Lincoln uh, going to bat. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when he comes up, when he, they fill, fill him full of quote unquote dreamies, which I love that that's the, uh, the name of the, the sleeping dreamies. Pill. Yeah. And he just comes and he says, I don't feel good. I got a tummy ache. And he comes out again. He's like, ladies, I'm fine. You're right. I just needed a good crap. <laughs> all I needed was a good crap. That's all I needed. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> a lot a lot of his lines are really, really good. Yeah, I'm a man. I got a lot of hormones. I got, I got, I got that one. <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop in the beginning. The, the opening monologue is great. The open, like, I don't know if that's how it was written, but when he tells the priest about how I cheated oh, my wife yeah. and, and he oh, goes through the times. whole thing. No, I give four times a different like, lady. <laughs> I don't know if that was how it was written or he was just ad living, but it's yeah. so good that the whole monologue is good. And when the priest reaction is good too. When he's yeah. sitting back now and in, in <laughs> but in that monologue in the beginning, I couldn't stop laughing. He's like, I cursed on my mother in law, but it was in Italian. That's so I don't know if that counts. It counts. It counts. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That the whole monologue is really good. Uh, I love the line where he's talking to Devo. Is he talking to Devo? No, he's talking to his kids, I think. And he's talking about America was founded by an Italian and was named after another Italian. It's an Italian country. Oh, no, he says it to the lady right, before he right, leaves the apartment. Right, yeah, yeah. She's not even Italian. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the only tells to the kids and the cop is, I'm trying to teach them that in America, as long as you follow the law, you know, you're going to get anything you want. Anything you want, you follow the law. <laughs> I think the cop's like, I like pepperoni. I told you next time. Yeah. It's always next time. And that had to be like within them, like do something funny, like that kind of thing. I, the, the thing with Lawrence Kasdan is, and I, I don't know if you've seen The Big Chill, but a lot of his movies that deal with kind of relationships and deal with like, you know, it, he's got a lot of it, his dialogue's not really like, let's say it's not David Mamet style or snappy or it's good, mm -hmm. but it's his, his, the way he writes character relationships, the way he writes dialogue is very, it feels very easy. It feels very like not easy, but it feels very like the characters are at ease. The actors are at ease performing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It comes off that way. It doesn't come off. It doesn't come off forced. It doesn't come off. Oh, wow. It's movie dialogue. Even though the, like these lines are hilarious and these could be Kevin Klein lines, you know, just kind of like ad ripping. Yeah. Right. But you know, Kazan's there setting the base down, setting the foundation down for this, for this character. So he just knows his way around characters and he knows his way around crafting a story, even if it's character based and not so much plot based. Cause the big chill is more character based than plot based. Obviously he goes on to write more plot based stuff with any of it with Raiders of Lost Ark and Return of the Jedi. And I know it's, it's, I know that a lot of people know him for that later stuff, you know, because apparently we only people watch 10 Paul movies now, but he has, Ooh, yeah, that's right. He has the early Lawrence Kasdan stuff is, is something that if, I don't know if you like writing and you like filmmaking and, and that's something you should take a look at. This is different. This is this movie is probably, I would say, an aberration from the other cast and stuff, because like the big chill is. Very, very dramatic. It's funny. It's a comedy. Right. It's more drama in there. This is just straight comedy. Well, again, this is something he directed and didn't write. Correct. So yep, you're right. This you're is right. just something he liked. Reading. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I could do this. And he does it well. I think. um, Along with Klein, I think that Plowright does a really good job as Nadja. I think she adds a lot of the comedy as well. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a lot of where the comedy comes. If you don't kill him, kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know why you do it? Because he's a no good son of a bitch. <laughs> I love 
Speaking of mothers, I love Joey's mom at the end. Oh, when she's hitting him? So, yeah. He's oh, got, oh, no, baby, baby, no. For those who don't know, <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie yet, he's focus all patched up on his head after the incident, after he gets, because he gets shot in the head. And in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he get because they give him the dreamies, as they say, and that kind of like slows his blood down. And that's how he lived. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he's got the thing wrapped around his head and his mother comes in and she's like, and she's mad at him because he's cheating. Are you stupid? And she keeps hitting him. He's like, mom. And she starts crying. She's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. And then at the end, she hits him again. Knocks him off the bed. <laughs> but I just love the fact that she is not, she's not even mad that her, that there was an attempt on his son's life. She was mad because he deserved it. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I love about the whole ending. Like she knows the mom knows even Joey knows that he deserved it. Right. Like I, I can't, I can't be sleeping around no more. You know, when someone tries to shoot you in the head, it, it changes your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's getting surgery and they're working on his head and the, the, one of the surgeons pulls out the spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, uh, he ate like four bowls, at least four bowls with, a whole roll of Italian bread too. Oh my he's mopping up the yeah. sauce. No, no way, no way. I, I could never do that. But that's why when he's feeling bad, it's like, oh yeah, that's absolutely the fucking. That's 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 too much sauce. Oh my god. Oh yeah. No one else ate it too. And you see the size of the pot of sauce. That's that's Oof. listen. That's legit, Butler. That's how it is. Well, I know that's how it is. <laughs> but you don't eat it all by yourself in one sitting. He does. <laughs> I mean, that's why I wanted some. Though I'm watching. I'm like, oh man. Been a while since I've just had pasta and meatballs. <laughs> well, I wondered if like he was going out that night. I don't think he was. He was dressed up like he was going to. But I just thought, the yeah, that she put the bib around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's another thing. Like at the beginning of the, you think you look like they have a great relationship. Like they're like in sync. Yeah. But then you go home and he's like, "Oh, get me this," and he's like, "Real like, man, yeah, douchey." Well, he's it's you know it's. You could you he's an Italian man who's, you know, expects that certain yeah, I just it's just it is. I get it is. that. Yeah. I just I just thought there'd be more I mean he does say like when she's taking care of him when he thinks she's got a virus. <laughs> the virus like a little virus. Yeah. Oh, you're so good, you so take care so good care of me. Take so good care of me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes his uh his blanket up and he points down there. Hey, Rosalie <laughs> and he's pointing to his his crotch. And he's like, oh, come on, Joe, no. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a big libido. <laughs> Even though he's gotten <laughs> shot in the head already. And I love when Harlan and Marlon are talking to him in the in the lobby after they shoot him yeah. of the house. And they're both trying to turn around to see the bullet hole on his back. Oh, at the end. At the end. Yeah, end yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and let's be honest. Uh, farts are always funny. So when he's on the swing and he uh, <laughs> and, and like she's laughing, like I, I always wondered. And I looked, they couldn't find any kind of outtakes, but like Tracy Ullman starts laughing and that scene. I'm like, I mean, like, it's gotta be like, is, is this legit? <laughs> Farts are funny. They're, oh, they're always funny. Always funny. Ladies, where you go? <laughs> I, I also liked the, when he walks up the stairs, his pants fall and he's like, whoops. And he, when he, when he, oh, yeah, and she's yeah. like, no, come on, man. you gotta put your pants up. It's, it's just, there's just, the laughs build up. The laughs keep coming. Like, it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to get to the part when they try to start killing him. And he, she catches him you know, with another woman. He, she catches him in the library. So there is stuff. They're setting everything up, which I appreciate because I'm always a proponent of, you know, take your time with the story. It's only an hour and a half. It's hour 40. It's an hour like 37. I, said, I think oh, wow, well, one, I, I think it was like 137. I got the fact sheet right in front of me and I'm pretending I'm trying mm -hmm. to remember. It's 97 minutes. So it's a good length. So. 
It takes its time. And then once it gets to the point where like, I'm going to kill him. No, oh, she decides to kill him right away. Well, and it's not even like. But that's what she tells. <laughs> she tells Devo that. Uh, doesn't she tell him out when they're out in the uh, the alleyway? She does that she would just kill him. Right. She does De- mention that. Because Devo knows that Joey's been cheating. He mm-hmm. knows that he's not. And he's trying to tell Rosalie. And it's not like he loves Rosalie in terms of a romantic love of Rosalie. He really loves her as a friend. Mm, you think, think there's also th- some oh, see, romance to it like she would that. do anything for her but i think he also realizes like especially through the end that's not happening i don't i didn't get that maybe maybe that's in the back of his mind but i didn't i didn't see anything on screen that really because i think he loves her enough to be able to just be friends like as long as i'm with you it doesn't matter yeah, like, but in he, any kind of way if he's in like if he's into the 60s and he's into the hippie culture that right. you love everybody you love everybody mm, not not i not think he loves rosalie yeah maybe i don't know i, I don't i don't but I also don't think she doesn't necessarily know in the back of her head because he keeps telling her it's not like she doesn't see him, you know, flirting with the ladies or looking at the ladies and all that. Like even at the beginning of the movie, he goes, you look really good in that blouse. <laughs> it shows off your body real good. And she's right behind him hearing it. And he yeah. goes to go fix the pipes. Yeah. And it's like all this like Devo's absolutely trying to say, hey, he's cheating on you. And she's like, no, that's just how he is. I, I think it's just when she finally sees it, she can't lie to herself anymore. Well, she see it's it's put in front of her, right? Yeah, and I that's, but that's not anything unnatural within the real world. I mean, people just are don't want to admit sometimes. Oh when yeah, something's true, and and you can't really you give people the benefit of the doubt unless it's put right in front of your face. And obviously, that is in this movie, it is for Rosalie. I love the scene when they uh, make the car bomb. When uh, Nadja makes the car. Bomb. Oh, right, right. Yeah. You can't go because it's raining. Oh, no, you can't do this. I totally forgot about that. You can't. No one could go in the car together. It's not right for a husband and a wife to go to work together. I forgot time. about that scene. And I forgot about the scene when she hires the other guy. Because oh, of your, the, your friendship Abraham, with my mother. With, because of your friendship with my grandmother. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll do it. She's got yeah. the one cookie. She unwraps. <laughs> You're such a good boy. Not like all these other people. And they zoom out. And he's in this tiny trailer in this a junkyard yeah 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 people these days man (laughs) (laughs) i love i love the scene in the bar where uh they're trying to hash out diva's trying to hash out how much he's gonna pay harlan or marlin to do the uh deed and they just whisper in each other's ear you tell him and then keanu reeves just looks at (laughs) rufian for like five minutes and goes okay (laughs) <laughs> did you did you notice Lawrence Kasdan on screen? No, where is he? Well, no, is wanna... he in the bar? No, he is. Uh, he plays Phoenix's lawyer at the end of the movie. He plays Devo's lawyer. Oh, really? Yeah, he's the one with the earrings. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've only ever seen like older Lawrence Kasdan, so I maybe you. I yeah. yeah. Yep. So what he's saying is his brother is an American hero. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm saying I know to shoot a gun. <laughs> Have you have you watched besides Return of the Jedi and Rizzo Stark? Have you seen Kazan's other stuff? Have oh yeah, seen, oh yeah. All right, yeah. okay. I didn't. Did, I mean, I don't think we've talked about Wyatt Earp before. We we might have. We've mentioned Wyatt it a couple yeah, of times, but yeah. I think when we did the three ten, we mentioned it. A couple and we times. did Dreamcatcher too, so we've already talked about uh, his stuff before. I was very surprised that this writer Kostmeyer. Uh, this is like the only thing he did. Yeah, five. He's only got five credits. This is one of them. Yeah, I should the be surprised. Shows. Yeah, I should be surprised because that happens sometimes. It just it is it is what it is. You write one movie, you sell it, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right, I'm dumb out. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Could have had a terrible experience trying to get this sold or something. 
I see it's tough. Movies that are this old, they're 30 years old. Um, so I hadn't worked in the theater till 93. And so it was, this was more one of those movies that I would have to go out and find myself. And I'm pretty sure right. I watched this on video. I don't believe I watched this in the theater. So I probably watched this around 92, 91, depending upon when it came out. So I don't know too much about, you know, besides the fact that it was based on a true story, I don't know anything about it. Back then, you don't know as much well, no, they don't have as, all that, a, yeah. as a production as you do now. So there's really limited in terms of remembering anything back then when people were signed on or anything like that. I mean, one of the things, I don't know, maybe it's how, maybe because this is his last credit. Who? The, uh, the writer for this. Well, it's his only feature film. It's his only yes. feature film, but I believe yep. it's his last. His credit, TV credit. shows all came before yeah. this. Maybe he just gave up. Maybe he gave up. Maybe, and this is just conjecture. <laughs> I'm not saying it happened. Kasdan is a writer, first and foremost. Okay. I think it would be tough to direct something you didn't write after being so used to directing only things you did write or just writing the story in general. Sure. Uh, like like wanting control of that story a little bit. And maybe that soured the, well, writer the writer a little writer's bit. in the movie. Yeah. But maybe like he didn't get. I guess some of his ideas got changed. I like guess that. that's the I know that's the nature though. of the beast, yeah. but maybe he didn't like it. Well, here's the thing: if I write something and somebody options it, that then it ceases ceases to become my piece. That's how I feel. Oh, I understand. And if that. they're like, yeah. "Hey, do you want to do some rewrites on it?" I'm getting paid to do those rewrites. Absolutely. But if they were like, "We're going to just take it and we're going to change it," and they're not going to get rid of my credit, then because that's something you negotiate. Right. That's fine. I mean, it's not. I, I wrote it. You say it. that, but then you watch it, and you watch of them like maybe butcher it compared to like no, your original idea. Like you, wouldn't. but it's the business, and and I mean, to people outside of the business, you know, people could be like, "Oh, that movie's terrible. You wrote that," and whatever, uh, okay. But like the people inside, they know what what they know the deal. They know what happens, right? They know stuff changes, and that's fine. I'm trying to see if you started writing books. You're really gonna follow this guy's career? <laughs> I don't understand how you write something and then. Well, that's your one. Maybe he got, maybe he just, maybe he, you know, got married and wanted to settle down, had children and found something else to do with his life. What, what, what? I mean, is this the John Kostmeyer uh, <laughs> podcast? He sails boats. <laughs> is this one of those podcasts where we have to find this guy now? We need him. We need him on the show. <laughs> I just didn't realize the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles was producing movies at this time. Hey, you got money. Why not try? I guess. I guess. I forgot Victoria Jackson was in this movie. I forgot Heather Graham was in this movie. Yeah, Heather Graham, I thought would, when she appears, I figured she'd have more scenes. Well, this is early. And that was it. Yeah. This is like, this This movie came out in 1990. Uh, so this is maybe Phoenix is after he did Indiana Jones. This is definitely after, yeah. right after he did Indiana Jones. Well, that's Jones, after yeah. it came out, but it might be. He's got the same haircut and everything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Let's yeah, see if this is. And he'd be dead three years later, which is terrible. Yep. Apparently they released, they're releasing his uh, last movie he made, even though it's not completely done. Why? 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 I don't know. I don't know. That's a money grab. That's, that's dumb. I thought maybe this would be Heather Graham's first, uh, first role, first role, but it's not pretty sure her first role is a license to drive. Uh, she is a factory girl in Mrs. Scovel, uh, but she actually did two appearances on Growing Pains. Okay. That's two count. different characters. TV show. Come on. License to drive is the first movie movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a yeah. Drugstore cowboy. Then I love you to death. Also, she's like really young. Well, how old is she in that? I'm trying to figure out. So she was 19, 20. All right. Because Kevin Klein's character clearly has uh, had relations. Oh, he's had a relationship <laughs> with every girl he met. Yeah. 
So Bridget, what, what are you doing? It's not a good time. It's not a good time to go up. She just wants to look at the apartment, Joey. No, no, I can't do everything around here. I can't do everything. Listen, he's got a massive libido. <laughs> good for you. It's the hormones. He's a man. I got a lot of hormones <laughs> in my body. Well, I mean, I, I guess this question would be for me then, not for you. Why, why it would be forgotten? I mean, why people don't talk about it? You know, ask yourself the question. No. Butler, why do you think this woman's forgotten? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I think it's a, I think it's a solid film. I think it's a solid flick. It's funny. It's a dark comedy, but I think that especially starting around, you know, the early nineties, dark comedies kind of started to really come into vogue, I guess. And it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Your names aren't as big, you know, Kevin Klein's not necessarily, people aren't knocking down the doors to watch the next Klein Uh, movie. Kevin Klein's not a celebrity type movie star in terms of Tom Cruise, Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he's still, I mean, he's in Silverado. No, no, no. Uh, this know, is definitely he, his time. In the, yeah, in no, the he's 90s, still somebody right? who, you know. But I'm saying like now. Yeah. No, now? No, no. Uh, Tracy Ullman doesn't really do much. This is her first. Yeah, this is her first feature. And then she goes, I think she goes to do the TV show. Which the TV show was big. The but, TV show was only three years. Exactly. Yeah. And the, but now I'm saying lately, I don't think she's really done much of anything. She was in, she's in something. Else. She was in Mrs. America, which is what I watched. It was the Hulu show where it's about uh, the ERA. And uh, what's her? Oh, favorite? she is in that. She's in okay, that. Kate Blanchett was in that. Uh, Rose Byrne. So no, she was good in that too. She's in stuff. It's just it's not. She chooses what she wants song. to be in. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But she's just fine. Yeah, I mean, those are your two big stars in this film, and I think well, obviously she's Keanu not a big Reeves star at William, this point, though. No, that's right, it. Right. Keanu Reeves and William Hurt are in this movie, but they're bit parts. Yeah, William. I Hurt, forgot they were even in this movie. Yeah, I forgot that. I knew that Keanu Reeves in this movie. I forgot that William Hurt was the other guy. I did like seeing William Hurt in a, a comedy role, though. That was yeah. I like that because yeah. I've never I've never seen him in anything funny. Although he's kind of snarky in Mr. Brooks, so I've never actually seen him play anything but a serious character. Okay, so I liked him playing like this moron, <laughs> this hippie. Like uh, he looks like he's supposed to be like a Vietnam vet, but then he admits he's never killed anybody before. <laughs> I, and I love when they can't find the heart when they say the Pledge of Allegiance wrong. Yeah, and they're, t- they're touching their chest. Save us from, uh, deliver us from freedom. <laughs> you also had, this could be also, that you had Pretty Woman two weeks before uh, when it re- this was released. And Pretty Woman was a, was a huge hit. And House Party was, was a hit as well. So you, those are two, Pretty Woman's the, uh, the one I'm using because it's a romantic comedy, kind of. Yep. I, I, th- I think because it's not a and romantic comedy. Families are bringing their kids to Ninja Turtles. It's not a straight comedy. It's not a straight drama. It's something in between. So it does... It does kind of attract. It's not going to attract a, a broader audience, uh, and you know what I mean in terms of you know f- selling out on an opening weekend. For sure, yeah. But I'm curious. I don't know why this movie didn't have any legs. I mean, maybe it's a movie just simply just people forgot. You know, for just it just it you don't see it all the time. It's not on TV all the time. I mean, I watched it on TV, but that was TV. You know, 20 years ago. Yeah, right. Um, it doesn't have the worst reviews, but it's it's got like medium reviews yeah it's, you know, mediocre reviews so that definitely doesn't help it i can understand i can understand people not liking it uh i don't understand them not liking it for because the dialogue is funny and the lines are funny that everyone's ha- you know oh yeah yeah but if you're gonna sit here and poke holes in the plot yeah okay fine that that can you can do that but it, and it does move pretty quick once they just started oh hey we're gonna oh yeah, it's, yeah yeah which it, is good though right and maybe people don't like the fact that she takes him back I mean, that's a that's a very real possibility. They don't like the way it ends. 
That's, yeah, that's a real I, possibility. I was wondering the same thing if they had an alternate ending or whatever. But, right. I mean, that's she took him back in real life. It's based on a true story. No, I get so. that. It doesn't. I, I get that. I just that might that might have turned people off to where they don't suggest it to their friends. But it's it's very funny. If people, you know, I wonder. You saw it on TV, mm-hmm. but this is rated R, so you might not have seen everything on TV. Well, you know I was I mean? switching back and forth anyway. Too, yeah. So yeah, there were scenes I definitely didn't. Well, see, I'm wondering if like the sanitized the, version wouldn't. What's so rated R about it, though? I'm wondering, like the violence. But not well, really. They never not see the really bullet too hit. much violent. Yeah, it's no more violent than like Clue. Uh, the sex isn't really like. Well, no. Well, no, they're not. His naked. butt. His butt is in it. She. Well, he touches. He pulls up Phoebe Cates' dress when he's uh, when they're making out. But she's, she's got, got underwear. underwear. No, 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 I got but you. His butt is in it when he's putting on and he's trying to look for his pants. Yeah, but that's just not really usually. What? I, but there was no. I'm trying to figure out like if there was any swearing. Uh, one use of shit and about four uses of fuck, mostly said by Keanu and Williams characters. When? I don't know. One yeah. Jesus and one Christ. Oh, no, no, <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, man. I kind of want to go over these in the, in the podcast. Right now. Four, four F words. Four F words said by mostly by Keanu and William. I don't even remember when they cursed. I do remember they definitely cursed at least once. I just don't really remember. Wow. And they got an R for that and they couldn't. Oh, okay. Maybe that's another reason why. It's an R-rated film. If it was a PG-13 movie, I wonder if it if would it have had better, better legs. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's easily edited out, though, for TV. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, you know, it's a funny movie. I like it. I still like it. I still love all the lines. Uh, Kevin Klein's really funny in it. Mm-hmm. You know, every, everyone's funny and everyone's good. It's an odd movie. It would make a great stage adaptation, too. Oh, yeah. It is just all characters absolutely. in like one set. No, I... I uh, I referenced in Kevin Klein's credit soap dish. Have you ever seen soap dish? I've never seen soap. Dish. It's very funny too. Is that the one where it's the fake soap opera? Yeah. With I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen it. Sally Field. Yeah. That's very funny. I think Heather Graham's in that too. No. Who plays the daughter then? Although I totally forgot that she played, uh, Judy Robinson in lost in space with William Hurt. You didn't know that. I had forgot she was in it with William Hurt. I mean, I remember she's in it, but then I didn't put the two and two together, but you should watch soap dish. It's very funny. Although I, I'm, sure I gotta put it. It, I'm sure I got to put it on the list for you to watch it. It's the only way I watch things, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So watch tell everyone where they can find us. Oh, they found us. Uh, hey, listen welcome. Right welcome. You found us. <laughs> uh, you can find us on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find us on the social medias at Forgotten Cinema Pod or Forgotten Cinema. We post every day of the week pretty much. Uh, and on Thursday, we put out fun little commercials uh, about each episode we're doing. So check those out. There are a lot of good times. Wait, you forgot. <laughs> and join us next week as we go back to uh, the 1980s. 1980, actually. We're going back 10 years. We're oh, watching, we're out of the 90s? We're out of the 90s, and we're on to a recommended uh, movie from your father. We're watching The Final Countdown. Maybe he'll actually listen to an episode. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Butler, but I'm not a therapist, so I can't That's break fine. that down. Has your father listened to an episode of The uh, Probably not. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, dads, gotta love them. So we're doing The Final Countdown. That is next week. I will tell you right now, I've never seen this movie, and I've only, I know nothing about it, so we'll see. Neither do I. Oh, really? Which is surprising, because oh, he boy. used to make me watch every movie oh, he liked. Oh, boy. This could, be a, this could be like a season five uh, tragedy that we're doing here. It could be. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back next week to talk about a movie we have never seen. I am Mike Fields. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema.
Phil, can you get me a, I'm in your house. Can you get in and offer me any pasta? Any pasta, no coffee? <laughs> the cheese, cheese and crackers? You know, at every, when you go over to every, any Italian house, there was always uh, a crumb cake on the, on the, uh, I know that's a bit on, on Sebastian, whatever his name is. I know that's a bit, but it's a bit because it's real. So FYI, I'm not ripping off anybody. I know that, that I knew that beforehand. Cheese and crackers? What? Does it have cheese and crackers? No, I don't want cheese and crackers. I'll take crumb cake. Well, that's good. 